This is Blue Wire. What's up, Finn fans? Welcome to Fin It to Win It. I am Kyle Krabs, your host of Fin It to Win It, the lead editor at USA Today's Dolphins Wire. Unfortunately, a diehard Dolphins fan because as all of you listening to this podcast know, the struggle is real. And that's exactly what we're going to cover today on the show. We're going to be talking to you guys about the five most infuriating Dolphins losses over the course of the past five seasons. So let's do some simple math here, right? We got 2018, which was 7-9. 2017, which was 6-10. 2016 was 10-6. and six. I believe we were 6-10 and 10 the year that... Uh, Big Dan Campbell had a little run with the team. And then we were 8-8 eight and eight in 2014, which is the last year of eligible losses. And trust me, folks, there are painful losses eligible in each of these seasons. But what I want to do is I want to start my way with the recent games this year. Talk about how I almost put holes in my computer monitors and televisions. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but... Uh, was it was it NBA playoffs? They they had some stage video. This guy, uh, oh yeah, it was the NBA playoffs? And some guy apparently bet on the Warriors, and it turned out to be a fake video. But the guy like flipped his shit when the Raptors ended up winning the championship, and he like picked his TV up and threw it across the room. And I've never actually done that, but there's one specific game on this list that it at least crossed my mind. And you, you, you as a Dolphins fan, you have to have had that experience, right? Where there's just so many simple, common sense things that the Dolphins, that kind of play has eluded them for the better part of Joe Philbin and Adam Gase. And we've seen that in some of the losses and L's that the Dolphins have taken. Now, starting with this year, this past year, two losses this year that just make me want to to get in the bathtub, fill it up with some ice cold water so I'm already miserable before I plug the toaster in and drop it in with me. So if we're starting with 2018 and working our way backwards, that means we have three years of stupid losses from Adam Gase's Dolphins to work through before we get to anything else. Can't think of a better game to lead off with than week five of the 2018 NFL season. Dolphins entered this game 3-1, and one, playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who were also 3-1, and one, in Paul Brown Stadium, 1 o'clock game early October, and the Dolphins entered the fourth quarter, leading the game 17-3, to effectively kicking the Bengals' tail up and down the field, complete control of the game. Kenyon Drake had a touchdown catch in the second quarter. Jakeem Grant returned a touchdown just before halftime with 23 seconds left, 71-yard punt return for a touchdown. Jason Sanders adds a 42-yard field goal. They're up 17 to nothing with five minutes remaining in the third quarter. 20 minutes of football remaining. The Dolphins are up three scores, 17 to nothing. 51-yard field goal. 
Kiko Alonso completely lost in coverage. Joe Mixon on an 18-yard touchdown pass to make it 17 to 10. Okay, it's not so bad. The Dolphins still have the, the a touchdown lead. They've maximum two possessions left if the Dolphins control the clock. No problem, right? Wrong. It's your first problem. Shame on you for assuming the Dolphins are going to run the clock. 11.43 left in the game. Ryan Tannehill throws an interception that's returned 22 yards by Michael Johnson for a touchdown. And suddenly, in a span of three minutes a game clock, the Bengals score two touchdowns and take a 17-3 lead into a tied football game, 17-17. 3.30 left, the Bengals kick a field goal. Okay, Ryan Tannehill, he could take us down the field. You know, a touch, uh, touchdown wins the game, a field goal ties the game. And guess what? The offensive line is made completely out of Swiss cheese. Ryan Tannehill has absolutely no chance. This was the game that you knew Zach Sterrup was dead on arrival. And thank goodness the Dolphins added some pieces along the offensive line so that Zach Sterrup cannot sniff the field in 2019 because if he does, then may the football gods protect Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen because I'm going to tell you right now, that ain't going to go well. That is not going to be a happy ending. Sam Hubbard returns the fumble return 19 yards for a touchdown with 2.30 left in the game. And the Dolphins give up 24 unanswered points In the fourth quarter, 27 total unanswered points in 20 minutes of game time. In a game that they were leading 17-3 at the end of the fourth quarter, and at one point were leading with 20 minutes left, 17-0. Complete incompetence from the Miami Dolphins. And to have it choke away in such a a dramatic, embarrassing fashion of 14 points given up when the offense has the ball, Offensive line, pass protection problems, Ryan Tannehill pocket presence and ball security problems. Kiko Alonso in coverage. All you got to do is turn your head around and guess what? The ball's going to hit you in the face. Just simple, elementary pieces of, of football and execution and the Dolphins did not do it, which is ironically a very prevalent theme with the Dolphins' L's that they've taken over the course of the Adam Gase era and in each of these five football games that are the most infuriating losses in Dolphin in the fi- past five years of Miami Dolphins football. Let's talk about the other one from 2018. And we're talking, of course, of course, about the Indianapolis Colts game from 2018. This was the game for a lot of people, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. It was how you knew that Adam Gase was just not it. And it's how you knew Adam Gase was completely out on Ryan Tannehill, to be completely honest with you. Uh, Lo and behold, color me stunned that the the, the Dolphins in this football game blew another double-digit lead in the fourth quarter of a football game, which is amazing to me. That the Dolphins, with the perception that they have as the talentless roster in the NFL, and granted they lost Cam Wake and Robert Wynn and Juwan James, but they got better almost everywhere else this offseason. 
were 7-9 last year and blew double-digit leads against Cincinnati and Indianapolis, where just simple execution gives the Dolphins nine wins last year, which is why I think with improved coaching, I do think the NFL in general and media overall is sleeping on the Miami Dolphins because I don't think this is a team USA Today and Sports Illustrated put out win-loss predictions for all 256 games that the NFL will play this year. And they both had the Dolphins going 3-13. and Miss me with it. I'm not buying it. I think this team, again, is going to win six, seven, eight football games this year. I really do. I genuinely believe that. But let's talk about this loss because this one pissed me off, too. This was also apparently where uh, the, the Dolphins' locker room gave up on Adam Gase and Ryan Tannehill. That, that was something that I believe was Omar Kelly, the Sun Sentinel, referenced as an immediate reaction to this football game is like, guys quit and guys dropped off Adam Gase. They, and they sold, they quit on the team, they quit on Tannehill, they quit on Gase. The Dolphins, again, just before halftime, get a, a long touchdown play, just like the Bengals game. They scored on the punt return from Grant to go up 14-0. Tannehill hits Leontay Carew, and like the only positive play Leontay Carew had in his entire career with the Dolphins, 74-yard touchdown pass. To make it 14-14, the Dolphins scored the only points in the third quarter with a field goal and then scored a touchdown on a 14-yard rush with 13 minutes left in the fourth quarter to make it 24-14. Great. This is awesome. All the Dolphins, again, double-digit lead. All the Dolphins need to do is at some point get points, possess the football, run clock, and then the Colts are effectively going to have to have a perfect finish to the football game to win the football game. You got them by two scores with 10 minutes left in the game. Well, guess what? The Dolphins had two possessions for the remainder of the football game. They scored the touchdown. They gave the ball back to the Colts. The Colts took approximately four and a half minutes to go down and kicked a 46-year-old field goal. So now it's 24-17. Dolphins get the ball back. They go three and out. There were two incomplete passes on the possession, and it was all said and done. The Dolphins ran three plays and took less than a minute off the clock. Not great. So then they give the ball back to the Colts up 24-17, and the Colts in two minutes and change go down the field and score a touchdown and tie it 24-24. Don't panic. There's four minutes left. Dolphins still have time. They'd move the ball with some consistency throughout the, the first three quarters of the game. All you have to do is put together a little bit of a drive, take some time off the clock. We can kick a game-winning field goal with very little time left on the clock. No problem. The Dolphins run three plays, and Adam Gase ran a tunnel screen, a draw, and like a a quick slant on those three plays, and they were inside their own 10-yard line because of a holding penalty on the kickoff after the Colts tied it at 24-24. And Adam Gase decided to turtle shell inside the shadow of his own goal line and ran a draw on like 3rd and 14. 
and they gave the ball back to the Colts, and the Colts deliberately milked the clock off and kicked a game-winning field goal as time expires. So it wasn't... It was the fact that the Dolphins lost the game, but it was also the fact that just Adam Gase showed no spine, no desire to actually win the football game. They laid down. Because guess what? If you throw an interception or you turn the ball over, the Colts probably score quickly and then you get a chance to reset your possession. But to get the ball with three minutes left in the game and run a draw on third and 14 of a tied football game from your own six-yard line is BS. And that was the reason why, according to, again, I believe it was Omar Kelly, so many of the Dolphins kind of wiped their hands after the game and said, well, that's uh, that's it, folks. That's we're, we're not going anywhere with this guy at the helm, and we're not going anywhere with Ryan Tannehill. Before we go any further to talk about the most frustrating losses that the Dolphins have taken over the last five years that weren't in 2018, I do want to talk to you guys about something that's not frustrating. Our sponsors for today's show. Summertime is pool time. All pool owners know the hardest thing about owning a pool is keeping the water safe. Testing your pool water is easy, but figuring out what to put into it can be a pain. Sutro has solved that problem. Sutro's free pool chemical calculator takes the hassle out of treating your pool. Their simple text-based interface allows you to test, text, and then treat your pool. So go to mysutro.com slash bluewire to sign up for Sutro's free pool calculator. If you own a pool or you have friends or family who do, tell them about Sutro. It's the safe, simple, and convenient way to keep your pool water safe. Take the guesswork out of pool work with Sutro. Sign up for free at mysutro.com slash bluewire. When you look at the world's tech leaders and high-growth startup CEOs, I bet you wonder how in the world they have all of that inexhaustible energy. The answer will surprise you. The latest trend in top tech leaders is sleep optimization. While most Americans are not getting the sleep that they need, tech founders and CEOs are optimizing their sleep to perform at a peak level every single day. The first step, the pod by 8sleep. The ultimate sleep machine. The pod is the first and only high-tech bed designed to help you achieve peak mind and body performance. Are you looking to sleep deeper? The pod dynamically adjusts the temperature on each side of the bed so that you're comfortable all night long. Do you want to know your sleep intel? The pod tracks your biometrics while you sleep with no need for wearable technology. Do you want to sleep better? Enjoy personalized programs and coaching designed by experts guiding you towards true sleep fitness. Because the better you sleep, the better you everything. Try the pod for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, they'll refund your purchase and arrange a free pickup. Only at 8sleep.com slash bluewire. They're already sold out of their first two batches, so they're going fast. For a limited time, get $150 off your purchase when you go to 8sleep.com slash bluewire. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash blue wire. You know what gets really old? Watching the Dolphins get hammered in primetime games effectively every time they play them. The next frustrating loss for the Dolphins over the course of the past five years was there's a I have a funny, funny relationship with this game, if you will. At the time I was writing for a website known at the time as FanRag Sports. They rebranded as FRS. They got bought out about a year ago this 
past month. And for the first time in my football media career, I had volunteered to watch a Dolphins game and provide the analysis after the game in the form of a five things that we learned about game X. And it was for the first time I was ever going to write and cover the Dolphins with the topic at hand and the game at hand that I was going to be covering. And this was a Thursday night football game. The Dolphins entered this contest at 4-2. and two. They were at a really, I mean, they were riding the high of the 10-6 and six run, and then they started the year in 2017 pretty strong, and they were, I think at one point, they were like 16... 16 and 4 in their last 20 games or something like that. Their last 16 they were like 12 and 4. And they came into this game at 4 and 2 and they were playing the 3 and 4 Baltimore Ravens on Thursday night football. This is October 26th, 2017. And if you remember this game, you already know why this game is on the list. It's because the Dolphins got embarrassed in this football game. The Ravens are one of those teams that just, for whatever reason, they own the Dolphins. We've seen them in the playoffs a bunch, like like the Dolphins go to the playoffs a bunch. The last couple of times we've gone to the playoffs, we've ran into the Ravens. Uh, Steelers were the team that we played in 2016, but uh, the 2008 game that we played was against the Ravens. I believe one of the early 2000 playoff games that the Dolphins had against the Ravens. And just they, they just kick our ass every single time and it's exhausting and the Ravens won this football game 40 to nothing and the Dolphins just showed absolutely zero life as a team that was four and two entering the game ultimately they finished this season six and ten which means the Dolphins went two and ten or two and eight from here on out in their remaining ten football games and this was the one that just pew, sent them right off the cliff. 40 to nothing. Uh, they, were, they were down 20 to nothing at halftime. Then it was 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. And Miami in this game had less than 200 yards. And the Ravens had less than 300 yards. So it's not even like the Ravens, like, physically imposed their will on offense. They just hammered the ball down our throats. They ran the ball 40 times for 174 yards rushing. The Dolphins ran 19 times for 145 yards. Matt Moore starting quarterback in this football game. Jay ran 13 times for 23 yards. It was in the midst of that weird time when like Ajayi was still the, the bell cow back, but he was having a terrible year. Kenyon Drake ran 6-for-22. This was the Kiko Alonso spearing game on Joe Flacco where he just ear-holed him while Flacco was sliding to the ground. Just terrible judgment by Kiko's part, don't get me wrong. But C.J. Mosley returned an interception, 63 yards for a touchdown. Chris Moore had a fumble recovery in the end zone that he recovered for a touchdown. Jimmy Smith ran an interception back 50 yards for a touchdown, they had two 45-plus yard field goals. So, like, offensively, the Ravens scored 14 points. One of those was a touchdown pass with Ryan Mount in the game right before halftime after Kiko Alonso speared Joe Flacco, and Flacco's bleeding out of his ear on the sideline. 
and just I think of a, a number of, of losses that the Dolphins have taken over the course of the Adam Gase tenure and they were games that this team should have had no problem getting excited to play and at four and two yeah I get it you're on on the road but you're four and two you're playing a team with a losing record that has traditionally whooped your ass every time you've played them. And you have a chance to really legitimize yourself and come out and play a good football game. And they just played like trash. And you think about the games that the Dolphins played down the stretch in 2018 as well. They beat the Patriots and they moved to 7-6. and six. And you say, okay, well... You know, maybe we can build some positive momentum here. We got two games, with lo- two teams with losing records. The Vikings are having a down year. They end up going down twenty-one nothing in the first quarter against the Vikings. They get their asses kicked there. The offense just refuses to show up against the lowly Jacksonville Jaguars. And they lose seventeen to seven, and then they get pounded by the Buffalo Bills, week seventeen. And it's just. It, it, and unfortunately, that's not just an Adam Gase thing, but it's been really prevalent for the Dolphins this decade, trying to close out seasons. They can't do it. Now, this was at the beginning of the season, and it really set off the lowest stretch run we've had for, for the Dolphins under Adam Gase. But my goodness, I hated this game because I signed up to, to cover the game so normally, I would turn the game off as soon as C.J. Mosley has the pick six, 63 yards to go the other way. And I had to sit there and stew watching the rest of this game because I, like an idiot, signed myself up to cover the Ravens playing the Dolphins all the way down until it finished at 40 to nothing, and then had to write a story on it that line. Which, by the way, I greatly look forward to week one this year because I have to do the same thing for USA Today. So your T's and P's are greatly appreciated. Y'all fired up to talk about another Adam Gase L? This one took place in 2016, the year the Dolphins actually didn't stink, made the playoffs at 10-6, and and it was the very first game of the Adam Gase tenure. And to be fair to the Dolphins in this game, the Dolphins were not expected to win this football game. They had to go across the country. The Seahawks were favored by 10.5 points. And the Dolphins scored a touchdown with 4 minutes and 8 seconds left on the clock to take a 10-6 lead against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. And then the Dolphins gave up a touchdown with 30 seconds left to go down 12-10 and fall flat on their face. Now, The silver lining here is Adam Gase's team played defense, so that's cool because that hasn't happened in the last two years. But I just remember walking away from that game and saying, well, same old Dolphins. Because they played tough, they played inspired, they put themselves in a position to win the football game, and they could not close it because they were going against an elite quarterback. And that's exactly the way it played out. And you know what game it reminded me of? 
the other game on this list. We saved the best for last. Joe Philbin revenge game against the Green Bay Packers in Sun Life Stadium. An October kickoff at 1 in the afternoon on October 12th. 2014. We're digging into the vault in this one, and I'm still not over it. I'm not over it. Because the Dolphins actually were in position to have a fourth quarter comeback against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. This game was 10-3 Packers at halftime. Then it was 17-10 entering the fourth quarter, and the Dolphins scored two consecutive touchdowns in a span of five minutes a game clock, Lamar Miller with a touchdown rush to tie it at 17. And then Mike Wallace, five-yard touchdown pass with nine minutes left in the game to go up 24-17 at home. Packers have to settle for a 30-yard field goal with four minutes left in the clock. And guess what? The Dolphins couldn't close the game against an elite quarterback. They could not score any points to ice the game. They give the ball back. The Packers have no timeouts. They tackle Randall Cobb inbounds with 30 seconds left on the clock. Rodgers does the fake spite and throws it to Devontae Adams on the right-hand side with like 18 seconds left on the clock. And dumbass Cortland Finnegan can't tackle him inbounds because if he tackles him inbounds, the game is over. The game is literally over. All Finnegan has to do is tackle him inbounds. Instead, he kind of weasels up there and, uh, are, are you going to juke me out? Are you going to go back inside like an idiot instead of going out of bounds? He gives up 15 yards. He's holding on for dear life as Adam drags him across the first down marker and goes out of bounds with six seconds left at the four-yard line. Rodgers throws a touchdown pass on the next play. Dolphins lose 27-24. There was some referee tomfoolery in this game as well, but just a heartbreaking loss against an elite quarterback, and it's like, that's the difference. That's the difference for so many of these football games, these frustrating losses that the Dolphins have taken versus the teams that they've lost them to. Elite quarterback play fixes so many problems in the NFL. And the Dolphins have not had an answer to it for 20 years. We'll see if Josh Rosen's it. I sure hope so. I like Josh Rosen coming out of UCLA. He's my second-rated quarterback in 2018. Behind Baker Mayfield, um, I, I thought he had phenomenal tools. He wasn't afraid to throw in a tight man coverage and throw guys open. And There was some, some gunslinger in there for sure. But... Time will tell. You know, training camp opens on Thursday. I'm really looking forward to training camp opening up so we can start to get some clarity on this. And I hope you guys will come back and see us as we dig into training camp, which we will do next week. The Dolphins' first practice for the public takes place on Thursday. I get open practices all throughout the week. We'll be breaking it down next Tuesday on Finit to Win It. So please, why don't you come back and join us? Look forward to talking some more Miami Dolphins football. This is Kyle Krabs if you want to see today's Dolphins Wire and the DraftNetwork.com. Thanks as always for listening. We'll talk to you next week.